0: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
1: Live from Studio C.
0: Oh, season in yours. A
1: dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound, fortified for another week of intermission. Mm-hmm. And today, under the
0: tutelage of our general manager, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Tampa Bay Rays. There's a baseball team in Tampa, apparently, and they're they're a fine, fine ball club. The traditional Dodgers Rays matchup. Yes, legendary. Yes. Right. I was thinking in a second or two ago that a Ray is an odd mascot for a team. I mean, number one, they're aquatic, so how could they play baseball at all? Uh, secondly, uh, what the hell is a Dodger? <laughs> So how can the Positive Sean uh, mascot uh, fight to the death even be uh, appraised? I don't well, know. You
2: see, they're originally the Trolley Dodgers because they were based in New York. So, uh, Stop it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really sounds like stuff you make up.
1: No, uh, no, on trolley Dodgers? I do know that one is true. Yeah. Wow, I'll be danged. Um, and the... they were
2: a New York team, and so were the Giants originally, and the Mets' colors are the blue of the Dodgers and the orange of the Giants.
1: There you go. Um, the mm. NBA Finals were the lowest rated ever. So were the hockey Finals. And we'll see if the World Series are the lowest rated ever in terms of TV
0: audience. We'll see. Well, you have uh, the most gigantic media market in the country and one of the smaller ones in the Major League Baseball. It does uh, help. Which it, will affect viewership, of course.
1: It does help. There's a lot of Dodgers fans across the country, so that does help. True that. Um, the play in, So they're not actually going to play every day for the World Series. Uh, but they've been playing every single day for these playoffs. The yeah, players are no, great, and seen... it's been grueling. But as a fan, it's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I've watched a lot of baseball, more than I expected. In the, other, uh, I or, hooked?
1: in the other World Series, Biden v. Trump, the election is two weeks from tomorrow. Is that right? It could be. We're still checking the figures. I <laughs> believe the math checks out on that. Yeah, 15 days away. Okay. It seems awful close. <laughs> I know Trump's got two of his big uh, outdoor events he's doing today in Arizona, which is a, a pretty good schedule when you're an old man. Uh, Biden is uh, not doing anything today, taking the day off. Laying low. Laying low. Why would you uh, you, know, you rest up? Got a debate on Thursday,
0: I believe. Getting his treatments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thursday is the debate. Mm-hmm. It will be moderated by a longtime Democratic voter and donor and activist lefty. That's fair. That's great. That's super. Why does the Republican Party put up with the Commission on Debates and their hijinks? Why? Why would you assent to that after all this abuse? It's ridiculous.
1: I guess because you got no choice.
0: It's always been that way. Yeah, I guess. But um, this woman is no treat. We'll tell you more about her. My
1: kids keep more track of, they ask me what day it is so they can do the math to figure out when the 31st is because they're very excited about Halloween coming up. Oh, yeah. And, um, or has it been outlawed? Well, in your, I'm, a, your county. I'm afraid that they're, I, I'm afraid that they're going to at some point. But, um, anyway, well, I got to tell a story about Planet Parks this weekend. Interesting. COVID related. Uh, but I do have the ultimate Halloween candy power rankings. Mm. They, uh, got 269,000 randomly generated matchups of candies and then happy people choosing to figure out which candies are most liked and which ones are not the fun size. Joe. The fun size, like you're going to hand out at the door.
2: I want
0: to hear from a Butterfinger supporter. And I can tell you. You know the fun size? The full size. That's the fun size.
1: I can tell you which candies uh, kids are almost certainly going to, when they put them in their bucket, they're going to run back to their parents from the house and say they had blank. Almond mm-hmm. Joy fans react uh, to me. And <laughs> I, okay, and we're I can, not
0: taking calls. And I can tell you which ones they're going to walk back to, the, to their parents and say, that place sucks. I'll have those oh. for you later. You weirdos can give out candy if you want. I'll be doing my usual Halloween celebration. I put on the white tunic, the white hat, and set up a roast beef carving station. <laughs> <laughs> right there with the red light and the, the wood and the knife and a, what end piece. Oh, you got it, youngster. I love your guys. Horseradish? No? <laughs> None of these eight-year-olds want the horseradish. Medium rare, please. <laughs> um, I would
1: say this in terms of you're talking about the full size. My kids still talk about one granny that handed out full-size candy bars. And that must have been four (laughs) years ago. And they still talk about it. It's a legend. It is the easiest way to become a neighborhood legend. Yes. For for an extra couple of cents. Yeah. You will become a neighborhood legend they talk about for the rest of their lives. For the next ten years.
0: (laughs) Hey, mister, can I cut your lawn for you? Shovel your snow?
2: <laughs> Years down the line, when they begin TPing houses, your house will be spared because, oh, so long ago, you handed out full-size candy bars. Will
0: you be my daddy?
1: <laughs> Remember the granny that handed out the full-size candy bars oh, they were yeah. saying
0: yesterday? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very funny. Uh, it's like the day you hit three cherries on the slot machine. You'll never forget it. I was looking at the
1: top candies on the list. I'm looking at the bottom, the DFLers. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what uh, Boston baked beans. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yes. Do you hand that
1: out to kids? They're going to they're going to urinate on your your lawn. (laughs) Apparently, nobody, nobody likes the Boston baked beans. Oh, the
0: triple B's. That was uh,
1: kind of candy. Is that for a little? That's from a bygone era. (laughs) I mean,
0: that's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So when kids were working 12 hours a day in a shoe factory, you know, (laughs) know? (laughs) Hurry up. The mercury machine's almost running out. (laughs) Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) Happy to have anything.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, I got one good thing for you. It's a little long. We'll do later. The the Wall Street Journal lays out the economic plan that Joe Biden has Mm -hmm. in such a way that it it might might horrify you, given the fact that he's leading in the polls. And I wish the president in either one of his rallies today was going to just read that Wall Street Journal piece. I think that'd be the best thing he could do.
0: Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. He uh, he reduces everything to its simplest essence, which is good in some cases. I think not so good in some cases.
1: Anyway, it's uh, you start looking at the, the tax rates and the regulations and the doing away with gas-powered cars and the various things and what it's going to cost, and it's it's horrifying. And they project how much our economy is going to contract, how many jobs will be lost over how many years and everything, and it's it's gruesome.
0: You know what I'd like to hear somebody learned project is, uh, and I I, I don't want to undermine the idea that if the Democrats seize power, it will be terrible for the economy, because it clearly will be. But uh, I'd like to hear somebody assess uh, to what extent his unicornian promises have the slightest chance of happening, because a lot of it is just to get the dreamy AOC voter out to the polls. Even though he knows. Well, if they win the Senate, it'll never happen.
1: If they win the Senate, it'll happen. Yeah, it could be. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping doggles, pulling levers. Been married a whole week. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I'm just planning
2: my uh, Halloween trick-or-treat fest. I think this year on the porch, I'm just going to leave three crock pots, One with a pork loin, some mashed potatoes, and then mm-hmm. a vegetables and just some ladles and say help yourself jeez Everyone's i would come nice. to your
1: house pork loin and mashed potatoes <laughs> a vegetable mm. crock
2: pot's gonna be full at the end of the night <laughs> yeah, yeah but
1: i would have five different masks and i'd uh, walk up there get my helping go back eat it put on a new mask Wouldn't go that be back cool again
2: though for adults you know hey oh yes
1: that's what we need more
0: of
2: right pork loin and mashed Since potatoes you're carrying these kids around why don't you go ahead and help yourself <laughs> and get dinner
0: a charcuterie tray perhaps in a, a variety of varietals a wine selection.
1: As a guy who has uh, walked the streets with a young child halloweening for the last decade, uh, the parents seem to be more interested in beverages than food items. Nice, as more as they, thirsty than hungry as, as it they turns walk around down. with beers and or wine glasses. Yes, um, oh, so
2: it's less about hydration. <laughs>
1: It's not really a hydration thing. It's a getting through the night thing. Uh, there's positive, Sean. Who smile lights up the room? How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. It was a uh, a big weekend b- both for traditional sports with uh, the World Series being decided and uh, and the uh, the new wave of esports as the League of Legends quarterfinals happened. I was watching it with a bunch of my online friends. We were streaming it together. There is but one Western team still in the mix uh, of the final four remaining teams. Uh, The G2 Esports, that's who I'm going to be rooting hard for as the North American squads all scrubbed out in the play-in round. Womp, womp. But uh, that's enough uh, esports for for y'all. Probably
0: I will. Now only... I know how my wife feels yeah. as I'm breaking down yeah. the World Series matchup.
1: I don't know what any of that is, but there's a decent chance it gets higher ratings than the World Series. I think
0: it'll <laughs> beat the
2: the NBA Finals and World Series combined for total really? viewerships. like it'll that's be judged incredible. differently
1: because it's mostly
2: yeah, sure. all online streaming yeah. numbers, not traditional ratings. But, but it's an
0: actual World yes. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Um, but I will leave you with this. So the the payroll. Of the Dodgers is 105 million. Their opponents in the World Series are the Devil Rays. What is your estimate of what their payroll is?
1: I'm guessing much less.
2: Yes, you are correct.
1: 26 million dollar wow. payroll. Wow, you got to wow. root for that team. If you're wow. not already a Dodgers fan, right? If you're just like gonna tune in, if you're Dodgers fan, you're a Dodgers fan. But here's another candy
0: that ranks really, really low. Our, our payroll around here is considerably less by the way just for the record
1: here's a a, t- a tip for the parents here's a candy that ranks really low practically last chicklets. <laughs> Chicklets. I don't
0: know if my kids have ever had chicklets. Just gum is not candy. <laughs> Although, I guess you did occasionally get like a little mini pack back yeah, in the day. It'd be
1: pretty funny if they got some chicklets at somebody's house, though. How old are these, I would think? Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, October 19th, the year 2020. we Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
0: Juicy fruit. You'd occasionally get, uh, you know, like a three piece pack of juicy fruit. You know the disgusting part? The fruit isn't juicy. That's just your saliva. Yeah. 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 Saliva fruit, they ought to call it. All right, let's begin chewing on the news of the day, precisely according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go. At Mark. Then we have two or three very hard months ahead of us. I think this is probably going to be the hardest phase of this pandemic.
1: I guess lots of people did, because he's a well-respected doctor. That's Scott Gottlieb, who we've been listening to since the beginning on this. He's been right at many turns, and he says we're about to head into the toughest two months. We are? What? More on that later. How does mailbag look?
0: It is, it's fine. It's good. It is both uh, encouraging, uh, touching, uh, motivating. It's a very positive mailbag, Oh, good. uncharacteristically so. Not like Scott Gottlieb there who says we're no. about to head into the worst part of this. No, okay. no, that was not helpful at all.
1: Uh, we got all that stuff we just talked about on the way in our text line, 415-295-KFTC.
2: The
0: Armstrong
1: and Getty Show. So Dr. Fauci on 60 Minutes last night um, said uh, Americans are tired of shutdowns. We couldn't shut down again if we wanted to. So mm. we're uh, kind of shut down now, aren't we? There's an awful lot of kids that aren't going to school. A lot of stuff that's not open. You can't go to a restaurant, for instance. Um, Also, uh, the popularity of sanity sheds. That's the hot new thing you got to have. Do you have a sanity shed? Well, you
0: Hmm. should get one. Interesting. I'm pro-sanity. I'll stay tuned. Mailbag. Woo! Your freedom-loving quote of the day is distilled down from a much longer George Orwell quote. We're continuing on with our Orwell series. And I'm tempted to read you the whole thing, but i got some good emails to get to. It's a part of a long screed from 1984 in which the, uh, the the head evil guy, the oppressor guy, is explaining to one of his victims that, essentially, the object of power is power. It's not to accomplish anything. That's the goal, to have power. And uh, then he goes on to say something that I think is very relevant to some of the uh, things going on today uh, on college campuses, uh, in the streets as they burn stores. and. Loot and, and, and smash and the rest of it, oh, while claiming uh, grand and glorious uh, motives. And here's the quote from Orwell: "One does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship." Mm. There you Interesting. go. Yeah, and I, I have much more to say on that topic, but I will hold back for once. Moving along, I was talking about uh, the fact that I have my grandfather's mandolin. That means, means a great deal to me. And I, we got this note um, from uh, uh, Christopher. Uh, listening to that conversation, it had me thinking about my own family's heirlooms. When I graduated from the police academy back in the late 90s, my uncle gave me my grandfather's handgun, a vintage Colt 1903. My grandfather was a Pleasanton, California, police commissioner in the 1950s. Carried it then. I carried it as my backup when I was in uniform. My uncle has since passed away, and I still own the gun and still carry it every day. Uh, Hearing you talk about your grandfather's mandolin reminded me that both my uncle and my grandfather were with me as a cop and still protecting me and my family every day. That's nice. Thank you for the note. I think, you know, it's funny. I try so hard to be the rational man, and we were talking, uh, I guess it was Friday, we were talking about this, this topic there's nothing magical about that gun mm-hmm. or the mandolin. It's just an object. And we invest you know, certain feelings in objects. But it seems so universal and so natural. I think maybe just go with it. It's something maybe I don't understand about my own character, about being a human being. But maybe it's, we live in such disconnected times. Used to be families were always geographically very close to each other or tribes were and depending on each other, life and death situations all the time. If you're depending on each other to stave off death on a daily basis or a monthly basis, you have real connections, not like your golf buddies, but real connections. And I think people are starving for those, is my opinion. Uh, Kevin writes, guys, uh, faggoty listener here, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. So remember when you guys changed your political affiliation to Libertarian, you guys have a lot of Libertarian ideals, so why have you not, with your platform, done more to push the Libertarian candidate, Joe Jorgensen, on the ballot in all 50 states? Uh, you know what? We'll talk about old Joe. I wouldn't know Joe Jorgensen if you walked into the room, got to admit it. Uh, no, yeah. you wouldn't, because she's a woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. for one, already. Yes. <laughs> uh, of course, we should stop using gendered language when talking about Libertarians. The topic is, yeah, I know, sir. Uh, The topic is secret Trump uh, voters. Al Anonymous writes, where I teach, there's about one conservative uh, for every 100 Democratic faculty members. There are two conservatives in the school. Year after year, political conversations center on labeling Republicans evil and stupid. I learned long ago to keep my mouth shut because arguing politics is just not worth the trouble. Interestingly, within the last week, I've had two separate occasions where a Democrat colleague confided in me that they were going to vote for Trump. One person claimed their retirement funds were doing very well under Trump, while the other thought Trump would work better with the police in quashing the rioting. No one, including myself, will openly support Trump, but it is uh, the secret Trump voters are on the rise. Mm -hmm. Long story short. I
1: ran into somebody in a Trump mask yesterday at the Starbucks. I'll tell that story, too. I thought it was really interesting. Did you fight them because they're a racist? Um, we got lots of stuff on the way. They're anti woman. What is that voice you're doing? Yeah. It's a, I don't know. Something about that. Uh, it's really Trump grating on me.
0: It makes me feel unsafe. Armstrong and Getty.
2: San Francisco is selling a fried chicken sandwich that includes the chicken's claw. Not
1: to be outdone, KFC just announced their new Beaks Only Bucket. The new what? San Francisco restaurant has got a chicken something or other that includes the claw. It's a chicken sandwich and a little claw just kind of hanging off. And that's then just gross. And there's something. Wapping outside the bun. Oh, that's, stop. It. That's real. And then the joke then the follow-up joke was kfc now has you can just get a bucket of beaks i'm <laughs> 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 from saturday night live
0: oh man uh, there's a a less uh, charming story out of san francisco coming up a little bit later on major chain stores are just closing because there's so much crime Oh, boy. They can't keep stock on the shelves. Major, giant American corporations saying we're closing our San Francisco stores. We can't sell. We can't have a store there anymore. Anyway, more to come. We got this text.
1: An election in two weeks? How did you guys let this sneak up on us like that? Say something <laughs> earlier next time. <laughs> <laughs> well played, my friend. <laughs> that's funny. Yes, and that was
0: just the rebuke we deserve. The Biden campaign <laughs> has
1: announced they've put a lid on uh, Biden until Thursday. So he's <sighs> Trump's doing two rallies today. Biden's not doing anything, and the debate is on Thursday. So uh, I guess that's what you do when you're ahead by double digits in most polls.
0: Bingo. I just uh, I wish Trump had a coherent message which brings me to this i wish i had somebody who could
2: put a lid on me for a couple days and just, say, hey, just cool off i yeah,
1: wish i could put a lid on things now and then <laughs> mm-hmm. eh, take a little take a break till thursday consider me lidded <laughs> right, back in <laughs> i morning.
0: will do nothing
1: i think trump should stand up in front of people and just read this op-ed piece in the wall street journal today it's from the editorial board the cost of bidenomics a new study on biden's tax health care energy and regulation proposals predicts sixty five hundred dollars less in median household income by 2030 Joe Biden has shrewdly kept the campaign focus on COVID-19 and President Trump, which has helped him avoid having to talk much about his own policies. That's especially true of his economic proposals, which a new study out of the Hoover Institution that came out over the weekend shows it will have a damaging impact on growth, job creation and household income. Uh, We're not predicting a depression here at the Wall Street Journal, as Mr. Trump does, um... If Biden wins election, but it is going to get ugly. If Biden wins, he will inherit an economy with strong growth momentum. The housing market is booming. Small business sentiment is bullish and manufacturing is on the rebound. Once a COVID-19 vaccine is approved and better therapies become more widely available, the economy should take off as even Democratic governors start to ease their lockdowns. Um Mr. Biden will in uh, could do nothing in an inherent a boom in 2021 and 2022, uh, which oftentimes politicians do because of the way uh, economics works, and then you run on that for your next election. Mm-hmm. Look at all the things I did. Uh, the issue is whether Mr. Biden's policies will nurture this strong recovery or slow it down as Barack Obama's policies did after the 2009 recession. Unquestionably. This is, this is where the Hoover study comes in as it examines the Democrats' proposals on health insurance, taxes, energy, and regulation. The authors are a whole bunch of different economists. Um, they look looking at these one at a time. uh, The uh, raising of the marginal tax rate. Um, I'll get into the numbers here. Um, It will reduce full-time equivalent employment per person by about 3%, they expect. The capital stock per person by 15%, they think. And the real GDP per capita by more than 8%. Those are all reductions compared to the Congressional Budget Office estimates of these, um, if we stay on the track. Take one example. The electrification of most passenger cars would increase the per capita demand for electric power by 25%, even as more than 70% of baseline electric power from fossil fuels would go offline. Bridging this supply-demand, Gulf would require enormous subsidies and far more investment and labor to achieve the same energy output. Mr. Biden's energy plan would cut total factor productivity by 1% to 2% across the entire economy, because energy is such a huge deal. Or consider Mr. Biden's expansion of the Affordable Care Act and Medicare for those above the age of 60. It's 65 now. These subsidies affect the incentive to work, and the author's estimate that the ACA changes would increase the average marginal tax rate on labor by 2.4 percentage points. That's nearly half as much as the 6 percentage points from the original ACA. He's also proposing substantial increases in business tax that will raise the cost of capital. The former vice president likes to say that he'd only raise the top corporate tax rate to 28% from 21, but so-called pass-through entities, which employ more than 40 million Americans, would have increases also... Biden's plan to raise personal- America's
0: small businesses yeah. right there. Yeah.
1: Biden's plan to raise personal income and payroll taxes would push their federal rates from below forty to often above fifty, on top of the state income taxes, which in a lot of states are ten. So you're at sixty percent of your income going to taxes,
0: which is just wow, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And that's with all the the risk, the work, the stress of running a small business. Now, if you finally do make a profit, the government's going to move in and take more than half of it.
1: There's much more in the Hoover study, especially on the costs of returning to Obama-style regulation. Most of the media will ignore it, which is why we thought we'd provide readers with more detail than we usually do in a column. And they go through the various regulation stuff, but... I'll just read the final paragraph then. The risk from Joe Biden's policies isn't that they will send the economy reeling right away. The problem is that they will have long-term corrosive impact by raising the cost of capital, reducing the incentive to work and invest, and reducing productivity across the economy. Americans will pay the price in a lower standard of living than they otherwise would and that they deserve. I wish Trump could make that argument all day long every day for the final two weeks. Right. or, Or had been for the last month. Right. As opposed to, it was a perfect phone call.
0: I've been thinking a lot about political messaging lately and how really the dumbest, downed, playing to people's fears, political messages often work. And it's frustrating, um, and, and it, just, it, it, it makes you mad if you see the lies working. Um, but people will listen to what the TV people tell them over their own reality. Uh, And or they won't understand their own reality has been affected by the policies. So just long story short, if the TV news lady tells them that brave Joe Biden and his administration are taking evil corporations money and giving it to them, giving it to the people and that, you know, money will be, you know, the one percent of the money they've they've made in the year. They will have lost three and a half percent because of Democrats' tendency to choke the economy as hard as they can, drain as much as they can out of it, not kill it. You know, they're a good parasite. If a parasite kills the host, the parasite dies. So they won't even be aware of what they have lost right. by allowing the parasite to latch onto the the economy.
1: Sure. As uh, Tim Samenfrey always talks about there's there's no way to measure businesses that don't get
0: started. Right? It just there's no Jobs way to Jobs that do it. would have yeah. been created. Um uh, the idea God, it's so dumb. It's all right, not dumb. It's so ignorant. Which is, you know, I'm ignorant of astrophysics. I don't think that makes me a bad fella, but I am. The people who are so ignorant they buy the idea that we're not going to tax you. We're going to tax business. People who haven't had that explained to them don't bring that knowledge to the voting booth. That makes me insane. Who pays your salary? A... mm, If you're a government worker, obviously, it's once or twice removed, but it's still true. A business or many businesses pay your salary. And if you take money from the business, what effect do you think that might have on your salary? Let's all think about this together. But people don't bring that to the polls
1: it's frustrating don't hand out root beer barrels for candy on halloween oh
0: wait they rank very low now now oh wait now they're fighting words i love a root beer barrel oh yeah heck yeah you tuck it in your cheek there Mm -hmm. but i know
1: from personal experience my kids do not really enjoy them i don't know why
0: kids these days they don't like the bitterness and the sweetness combined
1: you know the people from 538 the polling organization they took on candy and they did a heck of a lot of polling with hundreds of thousands of matchups on candy and people and trying to figure out what kids really? want. This is the fun size stuff. We told you at the very bottom, you put Boston baked beans out for the kids. <laughs> well, it's going to be a gassy Halloween for one thing. Good and plenties are at the very bottom. Not sure I can identify a Good and Plenty. I get them mixed up with Mike and Ike's. They look the same, don't they?
0: The Good and Plenty is the candy-coated black licorice Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Interestingly enough. It's more a curse oh, than a candy. God, and you're going to see, see this trend. It's it, anise. It's it, it tastes like anise. What's, what's that word? <clears throat> A-N-I-S-E. Um, you're going to see on this list, it's got to be purely sweet. Back in the day... Balance taste, bittersweet, root beer, candy, uh, uh, the good and plenty, gravy. Not <laughs> sure he's tracking. Gravy is not a candy. Jack <laughs> It is to me. So, so now it's just got to be sweet.
1: Also at the bottom, Nick and Nick L Lip, uh, Nickel Nip. What <laughs> I can't even
0: say. This. That's what I, Nick- I had a girlfriend. That was my my nickname.
1: Nickel Nickel Nip. N I K dash I don't know what these are. Is this a Wait joke? Wait a second. I think I know. N I K dash L dash Nip. Nickel Nip.
0: I don't know these. <laughs> I I have not heard I
1: don't know of this that. candy. But anyway, that it's, uh, places at the bottom with Boston baby condition
2: <laughs> happens occasionally. Like after the wax, wax bottles, the wax sticks. I don't know. What, I've never seen these before. Yeah,
1: I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, those are. you
0: bite them off, then suck down a little sugar water. So
1: your ki- kids, kids are going to leave your house thinking you those people suck. Let's come back and uh, let the air out of their tires. <laughs> but you they got vicious little kids in your neighborhood. <laughs> You want the very top of the list? Here's your top five. The top ingredient is refined wax. There you go. I'll give you the top 10. You can't really go. I'll give you the 11, because 11 and 9 are the same. Uh, You can't really go wrong with any of these. Kids will walk away happy. And number 11, peanut M&Ms, then Butterfingers. My youngest just uh, became more of the Butterfinger about a week ago. Mm, It's a fine bar. He'd become convinced it was a grown-up flavor. And I, I let him take a bite of one, and it's now his favorite.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Butterfinger might be Pull my your favorite. Pull your fillings mm-hmm. right
0: out of your mouth. Though. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Then Peanut Butter M&M's, Reese's Stuffed with Pieces, Milky Way is seven. A little old-timey. Uh, Reese's I not pieces. not like th- the Milky Way. Too much nougat. Yeah, I could live without a Milky Way. Number mm-hmm. six, Reese's Pieces, Snickers, which is just a great candy bar at oh, yeah. five. Yeah. Here's your top five. Snickers, Kit Kat, Twix, Reese's Miniatures, then Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is number one. Wow. So you got one, two, three, four four Reese's products in the top eight that's dominant
0: there are some fine bars there but in my opinion the Snickers and the Reese's are perfect uh, entities they cannot be improved
1: yeah. so the fun size but I'm saying you hand out a full-size candy bar people will talk about you for years to come and I think you can afford a full-size candy bar.
0: you're a legend you're a hero <clears throat> who among us doesn't want to be a hero once in our lives what else is toward the we bottom? We can be heroes just for one day. David Bowie. Mounds is toward God the God rest the his soul. I don't know. Mounds. mounds. Oh, I enjoy mounds. It's Almond coconut joy. flavored. Almond joys have nuts.
2: Mounds don't. That's right. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. That's right. Sometimes,
1: sometimes you don't do don't. not. Nope. Mm. Clearly. That was back when jingles were a thing. <laughs> Swedish fish is toward the bottom. Oh, no,
0: wait a minute. Milk duds is toward the bottom. I love the Swedish fish. <laughs> I dream of being in Sweden with my, my line and my net, catching those delicious Swedish fish fresh. <laughs> Gutting them right there in the boat. Oh, exactly. Cleaning them, descaling them. Swedish
1: fish sushi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Delightful. Uh, I need to talk about running into somebody with a uh, Trump mask uh, and my experience at the park re-COVID at some point
0: and uh, I'll, I'll pay off the uh, major retailer leaving san francisco because you just can't have wow. a store there anymore god that's incredible it is amazing
1: our text line 415295kftc
0: armstrong Freeman lifts this one way up there. It's like Betts didn't see it at first. Now goes back, jumps, and he does it again. Mookie putting his stamp all over the NLCS defensively.
1: The cardboard cutout fans
0: go wild. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with all due respect to Ricky Henderson and a couple of other guys, and I'm not a Dodgers fan, Mookie Betts is my favorite outfielder of all time. He's That's a heck of a statement. Redunculous. Oh, my God. Number one, he's quick as an antelope. Secondly, he can leap like a deer. And he's got a great glove. He's constantly robbing guys of home runs by skying like he's got a jetpack on. Makes unbelievable catches over the wall or diving. It's just unbelievable. Super exciting. Love the baseball. Love it. Reminds me of Butch
1: Hollister from the old Poughkeepsie Knights back in 1920s.
0: Oh, old Butch, yeah, he was a speedster. <laughs> he could get the leather on the ball. You get your Dodgers, you get your Rays. That's your World Series matchup. Enjoy.
1: Mm. Uh, yet another virologist expert on NBC, different than the one we played earlier, <laughs> saying these next couple of months are going to be the worst of the pandemic. Coronavirus! Mm. More on that later.
0: I'm going to tune out. Oh, God dang it. I can't take it. <sighs> After months, I'm quoting now from the San Francisco Chironical, which it's worth mentioning is a liberal newspaper. I mean left. <laughs> After months of seeing its shelves repeatedly cleaned out by brazen shoplifters, the Walgreens at Vanessa and Eddie in San Francisco is getting ready to close. The last day is November 11th. The drugstore, which serves many older people who live in that area, is the seventh Walgreens to close in the city since 2019. In a year. That's incredible. Seven Walgreens and soon more closing because crime is so rampant in San Francisco. I'll get back to some details, but uh, ladies and gents, the beautiful thing about the United States of America is we do not have top-down leadership as much as some people would uh, demand it. And experiments are tried. Different cities, different states run themselves in different ways. And if you have eyes and ears, you can observe the results. If you would like so much crime stores can't even operate anymore, go with the politics of San Francisco. If you want violent mobs of masked leftist militants roaming the streets and beating down anybody they disagree with, happen over the weekend, a free speech rally, an anti-Twitter rally, surrounded by mobs of militant leftists, Antifa and the such, and beat them down, which is directly out of Hitler's brown shirts. If you want that, go with progressive politics. If you want fires and looting and graffiti and rioting every night like Portland... You know what to do. How about if you want to clean poo off the bottom of your shoe? If you want more bums and junkies in your parks, hanging around your kids' schools, you want more needles on your streets? It's clear what you need to do to get that.
1: So that's wild. It's not just a, like um, a mom-and-pop store that you know would fly under the radar. And it's in
0: kind of a bad hood.
1: You'd think when a big corporation like Walgreens starts to pull out, it would get you know the city's attention, and they and they would start to negotiate with them. To, no, no, we'll we'll come up with a way to make it possible for you to stay in business nope. before they close. What seven
0: stores? Is that what you said? Yep, that's amazing. Yep, just since last year, all of us knew it was coming. Whenever we'd go in there, they always had a problem with shoplifters. Said longtime customer, I know one particular
1: Walgreens in San Francisco that I'm you know I've been going to for for many many years. It was so. The, the way the lines were and the number of guards there and mirrors and cameras and everything like that, I mean, it's clear they had a problem. Right. Even with
0: all that, yep. they couldn't stay open. The other day, this customer was in there to get something and photographed a man casually clearing a couple of shelves and placing the goods in a backpack. I feel sorry for the clerks. They're regularly being verbally assaulted. Clerks say there's nothing they can do. Walgreens' policy is not to get you involved. Don't, they don't want to get sued. You know
1: what's funny about this is we've been talking about this for years. As the laws changed... Um, uh, and we were saying, won't people eventually catch on that you can just walk in and like grab whatever you want and say, see you tomorrow and walk out the door. Yes. Well, that's what happened. People yes. eventually caught on that. You can just walk into the backpack, clear
0: off what you want into your backpack and walk out the door. And if you want more of that in your city, look to San Francisco for leadership. Recent trip to the store revealed aisle after aisle of empty or near empty shelves. Beauty supplies appear to be a favored target. Many of the remaining products now locked behind plastic theft guards. Um, was at some... Van Ness and Eddy Street, even the jugs of clothing detergent on display were looped with anti-theft cables, locked. When a clerk was asked, where have all the goods gone? He said, go ask the people in the alleys. They have it all.
1: I have noticed, uh, I was in a store the other day in one of the kind of places where <clears throat> it would be like that. Um... And like everything you had to go get a clerk to unlock for you, like the simplest things, not like, you know, the expensive cameras or whatever, the razor blades, but just everything practically was locked up. Yeah. All right. Good
0: lifestyle. There's a great deal more to the story, and we'll uh, share it with you a little bit later on. But again, you know what to do if you like that sort of civilization. Armstrong and Getty.